0: Hey you guys, thanks for tuning back into the Friends mic Dub Podcast. We're so glad that you're here. Today we wanted to talk about spiritual disciplines and just the habits that a Christian ought to have. By no means do we cover all of them, but hopefully we give you something that maybe if you're a new Christian, you can have some goals to work towards and maybe you've been a believer for a while and you've kind of slacked off in some areas. So we hope you guys are convicted and encouraged just the way that we were in having this conversation.
1: Okay, 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 okay. So, I was talking to my mom. And we were talking about prayer and how, like, do you pray out loud? How often do you pray? Like, what does your prayer life look like? And um, it was me and my mom and my dad. And me and my dad were both like, oh, yeah, like, we pray out loud. And my mom was, what? You got you pray out loud? And she had, like, a lot of um, thoughts on praying out loud. It really, like, made her uncomfortable because she didn't want anything else to hear her Mm -hmm. because like i mean we have acknowledged the presence of demons in our last couple episodes and um if demons are around us whether they're in the car in the house or just out in the world are they hearing our most vulnerable moments
2: when we pray out loud i've had that similar thought and this may take us completely off topic that's okay but i've heard something somewhere about how the devil and I don't know if I should use the word devil or s- Satan or his demons or whatever they know how to make you stumble based off of what they hear you say and what they see you do because they don't know what's going on up in your mind Right. and so hmm. they, they choose ways to tempt you based off of like what they know you're weakest to so if I'm verbally casting my fears to the Lord, that I'm letting them hear all of it. And and that's not why I don't pray out loud, <laughs> but I that stuck with me a long time ago. And I don't even know if it was a long time ago. It could have been in the last year. I don't know, but... I've never talked about that with anyone else.
1: Yeah. Well, my my whole life, my mom has been a... Like, if you need to pray, like, she'll pray over you. Like, she will listen to the Spirit if it, like, prompts her to. And growing up, like, her and my dad would always pray with me and my brother for to have good dreams, thoughts, and imaginations that we all sleep well. Like, that was our nighttime prayer every night. And so, like, she would pray, but for her own personal prayers, like, she does not pray out loud because she feels like it is she's an old country person and it's letting the devil know where you park your goat like you are revealing (laughs) your most vulnerable thoughts to him and i i don't see it that way Michaela, what do you think i've never even thought about that once before in my
0: life ever so now i'm gonna think about it all the time (laughs) no i only pray out loud usually in public settings or sometimes in my car But otherwise, I don't know, I just kind of feel silly, almost. And I know that's, like, unnecessary, I suppose. But I think that if I can accomplish the same job with only praying in my head, I'm just going to do it that way.
2: I agree. When I, as we were just talking, as we were just talking about making intros to the video, I said that when I get started, like, making an intro... I lose my thoughts, and I think it's because I'm talking out loud, and it makes me feel dumb. Like, truly, it makes me feel dumb because my whole profession is teaching people how to communicate <laughs> their thoughts, and I can't do it. <laughs> but when I pray out, when I pray out loud, I it I either have to be alone in my car, and it's completely silent, and even then, I get distracted by the things because I should be paying attention to driving, but (laughs) imagine (laughs) (laughs) when I pray in my head I just don't feel as if there's as many distractors and my thoughts are more concise and clear Mm. and I just feel like I mean God understands Mm -hmm. what I'm gonna say whether it's verbally and it's all jumbled up or if it's clear and in my head but to me it helps me when it's clear in my head
0: oh I feel like sometimes Praying in my head is more distracting than praying out loud because at least I'm like keeping track of my thoughts when I say them out loud, but when it's in my head, we chase every rabbit up in there, every single rabbit. So I'll be praying for 30 seconds and the next thing you know, I'm thinking about chocolate chip ice cream and I don't even know how we got there, but then I'm apologizing to the Jesus for interrupting the prayer time <laughs> and then we're getting back on track, but I think maybe I ought to pray out loud a little bit more. <laughs> Cause that would keep me kind of more organized. I
2: do have to apologize sometimes for the rabbit trails. But
1: <laughs> <laughs> yeah, sometimes I'll be praying in my head, which I I do both. I pretty regularly yeah. pray out loud, but praying in my head, I'll be praying, praying, praying. I'll lose track and I'll go amen. I just want God to know that He's kind of on hold. Like He can quit listening, if he oh. wants, and I will start back up with like all oh right, God, I'm back back in action like it's almost like i'm hitting the record button for the podcast uh-huh. pausing when we get off track and starting it back up even though like <laughs> god doesn't need permission to quit listening to me <laughs> if he wants like he knows my heart and so he knows when to tune in when not to tune in but um yeah i definitely get lost in the sauce if i pray in my head thank god we have an
0: intercessor
1: <laughs> but i think it's really interesting because i feel like I assume because we're friends and, like, we're so similar and we, like, believe pretty darn close to every, like, the same as each other. Like, for me, out loud prayer is so, it's a big part of my walk with God. That, like, I would not be who I was. I wouldn't have the same closeness with God if I had not, if I was not praying out loud regularly. And my dad is the exact same way. He is a firm, firm believer in praying out loud. And so when we were trying to like put this into words with my mom, like we were saying, like it's almost like a sign of my submission to the Lord, Mm -hmm. because like anybody who walks past my room at school and hears me talking seemingly to myself or sees me like crying in my car, like to the Lord, like like I look silly, and that it is just like my like physical way of submitting to the Lord. That like hey, I might like look weird to the outside, I might sound weird, but like. I am acknowledging that you are very real. Because my friends like to joke that I have voices in my head. (laughs) I only ever hear my own voice in my head. But if I am recognizing out loud to the world, to myself, to God, and to whoever who else wants to listen to me. Like, God is real and I will speak to him as such. And that just... Not that I need a a reaffirmation that God is real. But, like, that is me acknowledging to him. Like, I very much 100% not that you were real whether you were in heaven or in the chair sitting next to me
0: mm-hmm. so do you guys have like a recipe that you will follow when you pray like is there certain ways that you usually go about it or you just go
2: most of the time I would say about 92% of the time oh specific <laughs> yes I I mean I feel like we were all taught to like follow the model of the Lord's Prayer, like opening it up with like reverence for the Lord and then whatever comes next. Is Thanks. that it's Thanksgiving? Yeah. And, yeah. I don't elaborate on my reverence for the Lord. I usually just go straight into like my thankfulness for Him and it turns into like my thankfulness for who He is, which is kind of like my reverence for Him. Mm-hmm. But then I just, wherever from there. Yeah. Yeah, I don't
1: know if I have a recipe. Again, like, it's... If, when the Bible commands you to pray a certain way, it's hard to be like, ah, eh, that's not applicable to me, because that would be <laughs> heresy. But I feel like when you're constantly, like, talking to God, at what point do you say, like, oh, my prayer ended, and I have to start back over with my reverence to God and my mm-hmm. thanksgiving with mm-hmm. God. And so I feel like if, like, if you pray every day, which is something that, like, I hope we're all doing, I'm not always praying every day. Sometimes I pray... All, anyways, <laughs> um, like if I have prayed that day, like I don't necessarily start over. And I also know that, like, if God knows my heart and I am just being like, oh, thanks God for blah, 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 to check a box, that is meaningless. It's okay? not worship. Yeah, sure. and that's not why we pray. That's not what God wants for us. And so I am darn sure not going to waste his time with something that he already knows is disingenuous.
0: Mm, okay. I. I think I just pray with intention sometimes, and then I just, like, pray in conversation sometimes, mm-hmm. if that makes sense. like so We have a prayer room at our church, and it's supposed to be 24-hour prayer, which it's not because we slack, but I have an hour where I go there once a week and we pray, and, like, I pray very intentionally during that time. There were certain topics that we pray about while we're in there, but I always start out with, like, reverence and thanksgiving, and especially knowing that I have a whole entire hour to fill up with prayer, like, I take the time to do those things, and I do those things other times, too. But sometimes it's just more like a, a phone call, and I just get to the point and I say, "Hey God, like here's what's going on, and I need your help," or, "God, like thank you for doing this in my life, or whatever." Mm-hmm. And so I'd say for me it's about fifty-fifty, and maybe it should be a hundred percent like when Jesus said, "Here's how you pray." Like maybe that's how I should be praying every single time. But I also think that if you look back at the scripture, it says to not to pray without ceasing, like. In theory, if we never stopped praying, we would only do the the honor and the thanks one Once. time, and we just keep going after that. But I'd be ceasing, so
2: Yeah, I'd be ceasing. That should go. I would say when it's like short prayers, like if someone says, "Hey, can you pray for me about this?" or "Hey, this just happened. Can you pray for me?" or "So and so is going into surgery. Take a minute to pray about it." I'm not. Most of the time, like, I'm in my everyday life, and I don't have time to just sit down and block out 10, 15, 20 minutes of prayer. But nothing says I can't walk down the hallway and just say, Lord, like, we thank you. Um, please just be over this. Like, we know, like, your hands over everything, but we just take this to you. And I don't want to get too specific about any, like, specific prayers. But it usually is just quick, and it maybe just be a one thanks. Uh, this is who you are. Help us with this. In Jesus' name I pray, amen. Which brings me to my next question. (laughs) Okay, go. Do y'all always say, in Jesus' name, amen? No, sometimes
1: I just be saying bye. Or like, I'm done. Or like, thank you. Sometimes I
0: just chase the rabbit and then the prayer just ended on its own and I didn't even know. (laughs) (laughs) But no, I don't. Even when I pray out loud, I just hit it with the amen. And I used to think that was kind of silly, but as I've matured as a believer, I understand the, the honor in that statement. But i don't
2: always i never knew the significance of it i think it was just growing up in the church that i grew up in it's the same church that my whole family goes to and so they all pray the same way they end their prayers in jesus name amen and so that's what i picked up
0: normal
2: yeah and one day my dad said something along the lines of well prayer's not valid if you don't do that (gasps) and i said Uh... "Huh?" and i don't think he meant it the way he did i think it was like a sarcastic that's how we all pray, so you got to do it. Mm-hmm. And not a, like, your prayer is not valid if you don't say in Jesus' name, amen. Like, I don't think that's what he meant at all. Mm. But it just made me think, like, oh my gosh, do I have
0: to say it? I don't think there's anything that you have to no. say. No, I mean, the
2: Lord's prayer doesn't end He's in listening. Jesus' name. Oh, oh, oh,
1: okay. And, oh. and, again, I have not put a single ounce of forethought into what I'm about to say. Like, you said <laughs> it, so, like, I... This is my genuine response. Why would we pray in Jesus' name when we're living with the Holy Spirit? Like, should we not be. Is that. Like, who's our intercessor? Maybe I just. Jesus. Jesus. Yeah. It's not. Jesus is
0: sitting at the right hand of God, ever interceding for us. Yeah. That is the Michaela version
1: of Uh that verse. Yeah. Okay. (laughs) (laughs) It's something along those lines. Are we. I don't know. Maybe I'm thinking way too hard about it now that you have brought that up. But should we be praying with like the backing of the Holy Spirit? Because that's who that's who we're experiencing. That is who prompt. That's who prompts me to pray. I don't ever pray because Kylie wants to. I pray because I'm prompted by the Spirit to to worship, to give things, to cry out in need or desire. And so should be by I... the Holy Spirit vested in me. Amen. <laughs> like, like, should that be? Is that more? I accurate. think
0: that it's just the fact that, like, we can't pray without the Holy Spirit with us, within us anyways. Like, it doesn't, mm-hmm. like, that's just the given.
2: How do perhaps. I say my prayer to get saved then if I don't have the Holy Spirit?
1: Oof! Oof! <laughs> oh, no! I guess it didn't
0: count. <laughs> ah! that's, that's a joke. joke. That's <laughs> joke, listeners. We're not
1: going to dive into that right now. No, I think we can dive. Yeah. I haven't studied it at all. (laughs) Yeah, I'm also not prepared.
0: Spirit would be
1: already working in your heart. I think God knows before we know. And I think that like once your heart has like your heart cries out to God. Like once you have made that decision, the Holy Spirit's like locks in. Yeah, locked in. New driver. Okay, well, I found the verse
0: that I poorly quoted, and it's Romans 8.32, and I think it's a quote of the Old Testament, but it says, Jesus, says that Jesus, I just had a stroke, Romans 8.34 says, Jesus is at the right hand of God and is also interceding for us. Mm -hmm. So, I think we pray in Jesus' name because without Jesus, there would be no opportunity for prayer because the relationship is only restored through Jesus also bird
1: yeah so brian's not wrong but also maybe not the most right oh he's (laughs) never the most right (laughs) i love him but but okay if we're talking about being the most right can we go back to the original question sure should we be praying out loud or are we opening our vulnerabilities up to like things that are not of god
2: i truly don't know
0: i think that there's no issue with praying out loud Yeah. And I think that if you really mean what you're praying when you're handing over your vulnerabilities to God, like, it doesn't matter after that. Like, God's already got it.
1: Yeah. Got it in his hand. Yeah. And the... Just because we have talked so much about, like, inviting darkness into our lives and, like, how you can combat that in spiritual warfare. Like, if I'm saying, like, dear Heavenly Father, dear God, dear Jesus, like, is that or is that... Maybe the darkness has already fled. Yes. Has the darkness already fled because... I am so, not that the Holy Spirit is never not with me, but, like, now the Holy Spirit's also in my car, in the back seat. He's moving all around. Yeah, he is filling (laughs) the entire space and not just me in that moment. Like, I have never once before my mom said that, about a week ago, (laughs) thought that I was, like, handing over ammunition to the enemy. I don't think that you are. So I was not wrong when I reassured my mom, like, don't worry, you can pray out loud
2: now. I don't think you're wrong at all. Jesus
1: prayed out loud. He never said, here's how to pray.
0: Do it in your head Yeah. only. Mm.
2: And I just, that's why I prefaced earlier that that's not the reason why I don't pray out loud. Like, that truly someone said it and it has stuck with me, but I've never taken it to heart and that been my practice. I, my ick, when praying out loud. And it's only a personal ick and it has to do with the fact that if I'm praying out loud in most circumstances, it would be in front of people like, Allison, would you pray over this lesson or would you pray over the class or something like that? Will you close us out in prayer? And in that moment, I know that when other people are praying, I'm listening and like I, they have my full attention while my eyes maybe shut and my head bowed, my ears are like tuned into them and like I'm listening to their prayer And to think that people are doing that to me makes me literally, physically, like, shake. (laughs) I just, I don't like attention in that aspect. And it's so, it's, I never volunteer to pray, not because I don't know how to pray or because I don't like to pray. It's really because I don't like attention. No, to
0: me, like, that's the time, like, they're praying, but I'm also praying. Like, if you're praying over the group, I'm praying too. Like, what good does it do for me to hear your prayer? And, like, I appreciate that you're going to God on my behalf, but, like why would I not also go to God, you know? Mm-hmm. And so when I pray, if you're listening, that's on you, but I hope that you're praying too.
2: Yeah, I, and I've never thought of it that way, but there's always going to be at least one, and I don't like the thought of you just one <laughs> listening to me, <laughs> which is crazy because I'm on a podcast. But.
1: <laughs> yeah, I mean, that's good stuff. And talking about prayer and how you pray, like, Let's be let's be so for real. How often do y'all think that y'all pray? Hmm. Well, on average. I know there are seasons where like I am in it. That like so and so has something going on today and I'm going to pray. Or like I am so down today and I need God so desperately today that it's all day. But what's, what's the average?
0: Do we count a simple thank you Jesus for doing this? Yeah. The end. Yeah. Perhaps once a day then.
2: Mm-hmm. I think I'm a good at least once a day, if that counts.
0: But, like, intentional praying, I'm not so hot. mm mm-hmm. De- Well, depending on the season, I suppose. Sometimes it's pray, pray, pray all the time. Yeah. yeah. Sometimes it's, it's not.
2: Sometimes, I know I've asked you all this before, but, like, when asking how often do y'all pray, what are you considering a prayer? Like, I know we said, thank you, Lord, is good enough. But, like, sometimes I really pr- I don't want to say like I pray through worship but like sometimes worship is how I give my praise to God and if that's all I get in a day I don't want to say that's great but I don't think that's bad
1: well is there I think
2: prayer is,
0: is worship yes. okay, I, know, I think worship. it
1: all funnels to the same so purpose are we separating for the purpose of this discussion are we separating pray from praise or are we putting them together I think your prayer can
0: be praise and your worship can be praise and your prayer can be worship but prayer is like a, a sub point of
1: worship okay <laughs> okay okay so if that's what we're going on your intentional time
2: talking to god prayer like a dear lord followed by an amen or uh what's up god welcome back to but along yo, those yo, lines yo.
0: welcome back to the prayer line yeah get some chicken to go <laughs>
2: If that's what we're talking about, I'm gonna give myself a three out of seven days a week.
0: Fair, honestly. Which is bad.
2: Yeah, like I, <laughs> I'm like, why would I ever listen to someone who? Wouldn't? Yeah, we just lost all the the viewers. But I think it's good to be like honest and truthful because, not I mean, I'm not gonna say a large majority because I don't know, but I don't think a lot of people get that full seven out of seven days. And do I think we should strive for that? By all means, like, we should be doing whatever we can to intentionally spend time with the Lord.
1: I, just ranking myself, I would say probably five out of seven days. And I think, so not that I'm better than y'all, but I think, like, each one of us are gifted in different things. (laughs) Mm -hmm. Like, some people are prayer warriors. Like, that is something that, like, they feel connected to God. And that is, like, a discipline that, like, God, like, gave them more, like, easier to them. Um, like our friend Elizabeth, like she is in her Bible every single day for funsies, for conviction, for whatever. And I'm not. Um, but I prayer, would say I
0: definitely read my Bible more than I pray, mm-hmm. which is probably not good either. Yeah. But
1: and, and I don't know if this sounds silly or bad, but like Sundays are probably the days I pray the least, and it's because like I am doing all the other things, and prayer gets off my plate, and because I'm not reading my Bible every day, I'm supplementing that with prayer whereas you are reading your bible every day so we gotta we gotta beef up the plate my, we really my do. plate
0: can't just be one that's what i'm gaining from this podcast yeah. is that make, i suck
1: can we <laughs> make a food pyramid but for spiritual disciplines <laughs> and we can like make these little plates that have what we need to have on them
0: yes i think that that would be, be our first cool. merch item yeah
1: i think that um that was the word picture
2: that ended my head as i started talking about my plate hmm. So we've discussed that we need to be better about prayer.
0: So let's talk about scripture and reading and studying. So I probably read my Bible, sit down, intentionally read my Bible, excluding the times that I'm actually in church being told to read my Bible or having it read to me five days out of the week, which is kind of new for me because I would say if you asked me this question last year, I would say zero days out of the week. And maybe a couple years before that, I would say seven days out of week. So, we're in a new spot right now, but it's going well. My Bible app just reminded me a well while ago that I'm on a five-day streak and I need to keep up with it, so. <laughs> what about you guys? Not
2: surprised, but I didn't know the Bible gave you a streak. Oh, all the yeah. students
0: at my church told me about their Bible streak ending when we're at camp because they have no service. They were freaking out. Oh. That's the only reason I know. It's not because I'm an excellent Christian. <laughs>
2: have been a lot better about reading my Bible more. And I, I'm not gonna lie, like most of the time I'm not breaking out my physical copy of my Bible because that's at home a lot of the time. And I'm not home a lot. Like I'm home to sleep and then I wake up and leave. And so like I'm not sitting down to study at home, but I do have my Bible app and I switch between a couple different ones just for different resources that are within them. And I would say I'm in those probably five to six days a week and I think that's just maybe that's because of the study I'm doing in our bible study class on Sunday mornings right now and we're tasked with reading a set of verses every day of Mm -hmm. the week just like
0: the accountability yeah
2: and so maybe that's why maybe that's what the season of life is but I think it's been beneficial and it could carry over outside of this study and for me, it fluctuates
1: drastically from like seven days a week, multiple times a day to once a week if I'm lucky. Um, when I'm at school, during my planning period, like that is a good time for me to. I try to intentionally pray over all my students and pray about my day because... I don't know if y'all have seen middle school life lately, but they are a handful. I love <laughs> all of you. If any of you are listening, but like sometimes like just being a teacher is hard and being a godly teacher and mm-hmm. trying to always like reflect Jesus is hard. And I cannot do that by myself. So I pray a lot, but I also will like have a Bible study that I do in the morning. And so during the school year, way better than during the summer, which is odd because growing up summers are your spiritual high. Cause you go to camps and conferences and mission trips. Um, right now it is a, a little lacking. I have read the same page of my Bible study, no joke probably 15 times and then I get freaked out over the questions and can't answer them. but I know a whole lot about Eve right now because that's who's on the first page of my Bible study. Um, but I'm also like starting a new Bible stu- two new Bible studies like that I'm being a part of, whether that be leading or facilitating and so right now I would say probably four days a week i'm in it um plus like preparing for the podcast like if i know that we're going to be talking about the word i want to you know have the word prepared i want to have that hidden in my heart or if um i'm listening to a podcast and they say something that like ooh, i like that what scripture is that or ooh, i don't agree with that where did they find that um but it's not always like sit down with my Physical Bible. It's mm-hmm. it's sometimes unprompted, not not purposeful yeah. study. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So, what do y'all think about the value of scripture in memory? I mean, I just kind of mentioned like having that hidden in my heart, and I don't know. <laughs> On <laughs> one hand, it feels like don't do it to check a box. Right. But sometimes, like when you're like new in your walk with God, like you just have to check those boxes to create healthy habits mm-hmm. it's like working out like no i don't want to get up and go work out but after i do it for five days a week like those endorphins are endorphining yeah like i want to go and i think that's the same way with god that like once you were faithful to what you're supposed to be doing like god blesses that time and it becomes something that like is so valid to you that you can't not do it and for me, because scripture memorization is hard, yeah. and it's that is just something that like, I have to force myself to mm. do.
2: I think it's kind of funny that the first verse I ever memorized was Psalm 119, verse 11, which says, for I have hidden your word in my heart, so that I might not mm-hmm. sin against you. And so the first verse I memorized was about the importance of scripture memorization. And so while I don't think it's crucial that you have every single word memorized, like you don't have to have every single conjunction or all those other... Parts parti- of speech? Yeah, like <laughs> participles and all those. But if you know what the Bible says, because if I know if this verse says this and it means this, and I have that stuck in my head, the Lord is going to bring those, what I know, back to memory the times that I need it most. And something that I have an uncle who one time told me, to just always learn as much as I can because one day if someone was allowed to take everything from me they could take every physical thing but they could not take what was in my mind and so we live in a world where we don't know if one day like here in America like we couldn't have our Bibles there are people all over the world who could be put to death if they got caught with their Bible and I would hate I hate the thought of if my Bible was taken away from me what would I know? Because do, do I have it put to heart? Is it in my mind to where it'll always be there? Or am I relying on my phone to whip out a verse, Google it, or pull to the bookmark in my Bible? Mm.
0: I may mean, have already told you all this before, but I had this professor, and homie had the whole entire mm-hmm. Bible memorized from Genesis to Revelation, cover to cover, word, or freaking word you could say hey what's uh second corinthians 4 3 he'd say oh it says this you want me to keep going on a, to a verse 4 like the whole thing That's dude so impressive he said that he went to college at one of the ivy league schools for his masters and they like really challenged his faith there and like every day every single day he went back to his dorm and said like i need to find out what god says about this because like, what they're saying can't be true so he read his bible every single day and it just like just stuck Bro, it blows my entire mind away. He'll get up in chapel and he would preach. He would say, okay, everybody, open up your Bibles, to this and that. And before anybody even had a chance to flip the page open, he would just, like, recite
1: the whole entire paragraph. That is... So crazy! So wild to me, like... That gives me goosebumps to yeah. think about that, that God does that. Because you know, like, no normal human being on their own volition can do that. Like, that is something that has to be blessed
2: by a God. Again, that is yeah, yeah. truly, and
1: that's so incredible to hear about.
2: I also just thought about how back before printing companies were a thing, back before technology, like, the word of God was passed down through, like, what you knew. Yeah. Uh, you, you memorized it and you pass those on to like other people and so it was all done like by mouth it wasn't like hey let me send you this bible verse that i googled about what does the bible say about anxiety Mm -hmm. like they knew and so i i need to answer to answer the question (laughs) i think scripture memory is crucial
1: yeah i mean god gives us this book and these stories and all these things to reveal himself to us. And do we think so little of God to not read it? Like I, I hold y'all's opinion to the utmost esteem. And when y'all say good things to me, I can whip out every nice thing you've ever said to me. (laughs) Truly. I got that on lock. I can almost (laughs) give you the dates. Same way. If you say something bad though, I'm going to write it down in my Mm -hmm. notes to remember it. And how dare I hold y'all's thoughts on me to a higher esteem than what, like, God says about me and God says about him and about the world we live in. Like, I was coming into this episode with, like, nah, memorization is not, not that big, not right. Yeah, me big. too. But now,
0: oof, I convicted my own self. Yeah, I really did. So after y'all leave, I'm gonna go crack open the Bible, blow <laughs> off the dust, and uh, get to memorizing uh,
1: some scriptures. Yeah. Genesis 1-1. Oh, I got the beginning. Oh, okay, maybe Genesis. <laughs> yeah, on to
0: <laughs> Goodness.
2: I either have 116 or 216 memorized. I can't remember which one it is. Well, what is so it doesn't seem like it's very memorized then. <laughs> do I think you need to know the address <laughs> of it? No. Oh. Maybe the general vicinity, but I don't need to tell you yeah, the you. numbers. This one's from Genesis.
1: It's I, like history. I don't know when World War Two ended specifically. You do too.
2: I, I don't know when World War I
1: ended.
2: <laughs> but I... Th- I know the importance of the war.
1: No, she doesn't. <laughs> Me. And, and I... But I know, like, the era and what was going on.
2: I just know that Genesis one sixteen or two sixteen says that it's not good for a man to be alone.
1: Oh, so. Probably one. When he's talking about making uh name together. I'm gonna read back at your wedding. Uh? <laughs> <laughs>
0: We'll talk
2: about that What's later wedding? after for the, the after the friends are
1: unmiked. <laughs> yeah, sorry guys. <laughs> we'll put that on our subscribe channel. I have no wedding planned.
0: That's okay. We'll plan it for you. Maybe by the time
2: this releases.
0: Yeah. Okay, so while we're talking about spiritual disciplines, let's talk about tithing and stewardship.
2: Hmm. Are y'all good at that? <laughs> I think a couple times I used to drop some change into the awana's basket. Oh. Uh, um tithing 100% valid we should 100% be doing it
1: like it is like I am a single income teacher in the state of Oklahoma so I am poor and so like if I'm not trusting God with my finances like I'm not um you know gonna ever make any kind of money but tithing for me doesn't always look like writing a check to my church Sometimes my tithing is like, oh, I bring this girl with me to church and I buy her dinner that night. Like, that is still me giving money to God's kingdom. It's not necessarily to God's physical building where I attend, but, like, you should be giving your money to God's church, wherever that looks like. Hmm. Unless I'm wrong, because I, I think I, I, I just twitched.
0: Well, uh, I was switching for the, the background noise going on. But I think that tithing is, like, means 10, if we want to go back to the translation, if you're giving your... Your 10th percent, like, that's the bare minimum. And if you want to do something for, quote-unquote, God's kingdom, I hope that all your money is dedicated towards God's kingdom. Yeah. So, I mean, I haven't always been good at it either, but I think that tithing is incredibly essential. And not only is it essential for your spiritual life, but it's essential to your church. Like, your church counts on you to help pay the bills and help keep the lights on. And if you're taking from the church and utilizing its resources, like, you can... At least give a little back.
1: Yeah, I'm not saying that like, oh, well, if you're doing some things, you should also support the church. But I think that the 10% is unbiblical. Because that was not them, like, as an abundance of God. Like, that they were paying a tax. Like, they were paying a tax for being allowed to be Christians or Jews during the Roman Empire. Like, that money was not going to support their local church, if we're talking about, like, Old Testament law. It was so they could allow to live in whatever empire they were currently under. And so, I think the 10% is unbiblical. I think it should be 100%, but maybe not to your church building. Hot
2: takes what about... hot about- take? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I don't know if I have an opinion, but what about someone who doesn't have an income, I haven't had money deposited into my account in oh. way too long. <laughs> July, that I can know of. July, probably. I think July was my last paycheck, and not to expose myself, but I'm broke because I'm a graduate student with who I'm not going to get a job in the evening, so. Right.
0: Where?
2: Not because I'm lazy, but because. I
0: don't think God's going to ever ask you to give something that you don't have.
2: Yeah. Like, I still am devoting my time to him. I serve in church two days a week. I, As we've talked about in this episode, like, I'm in my word. Maybe not as much as I should be, but, like, it's not like I'm just living life. And I am living life, but I'm also giving my time. I'm giving other resources that I have to him.
1: Yeah. Is tithing only bound by, like, monetary? Or is tithing, because I feel like it goes hand-in-hand hand with stewardship, does it also go to, like, your time and your energy and your other resources like is tithing only bound by the money that I give
0: I think there's a role for each kind of thing that you can give but I think you ought to be giving all of the things that you could list time effort energy money all the things and I don't think that service is an excuse for not giving Mm -hmm. And I mean, I don't think that you ought to give if you don't have anything to give, but I think that also if you have money for Chick fil A, then you have money to give to the church.
1: Yeah, if you have money for. If you
0: have money to go buy some new clothes at Target, you have money to spend on missions yeah. for people that don't
1: have clothes at all. Yeah, I, I would 100% agree with that. Um, I mean, and I, I think, just learned that we differ a little bit on like where your tithing goes to or how much you should give. Like, there are so many things that we see like. God truly isn't asking for our ten percent. He's asking for all of it. He's asking for all of our thoughts, all of our money, all of our time, all of our everything. And if we put a numerical value on that, I think that is probably quenching His desire for our what we're supposed to be doing.
0: I think it's more about the sacrifice more than anything. Yeah, I'm, like ten percent is a sacrifice for our budget at least, and maybe five percent is a sacrifice for other people's budget.
1: For some people, ninety nine, like they live in large yeah, still like truly like i think i think it is you being willing to submit your time your money your resources your energy to god like surrendering that truly to him allowing him to bless that to others and that to bless you yeah y'all this is been a long episode that we have a lot of other yes, points yeah, <laughs> a lot of things that we could talk about but just getting to share with you guys our thoughts on um, habits were what a Christian should be, like, maybe what that looks like in our lives, and honestly, like, it was convicting for me for sure. Again, we love you guys, and we will see you next week.